0: So we're on a quest for the best, Dad. And contrary to what we've just demonstrated on stage, his name doesn't start with Andrew. (laughs) It's kind of obvious where we're going, isn't it? We're on the quest for the best, Dad. There's no dad like our heavenly dad. Um, It might seem a little bit strange to reflect on this passage And to find in this passage reasons for why our heavenly dad is the best dad. Um, But I actually think that a good dad is a dad who we can come to. A dad who is there for his kids. Um, And that is what prayer is. And so as we look at the Lord's Prayer, I think we find in it reasons to come to our heavenly dad upstairs. Reasons to, to go to him. And in fact, I've found seven reasons in the Lord's Prayer to uh, why he's the best dad. That's a seven-point sermon. Um, But I hope you brought your seatbelts, because we're going to rocket through those seven points. All right? Got your seatbelts on? Just before we get there, I I just uh, wanted to make two um, comments by way of kind of prefacing today. The first is, the language of father and dad, as Michelle mentioned, uh, sorry... um, Kate, in her prayers, mentioned can can bring up pain because many of us have experienced negative experiences when it comes to dad, or maybe we are grieving uh, a dad. Um, This morning, God wants us to know that He's a better dad. He is good. He is perfect, and so you and I have a better dad upstairs. And the answer is not to run from this idea of him being our father, but rather to see and know him as our perfect dad. Uh, Secondly, perhaps there'll be things I say that cut to the bone this morning or cut close to the bone. Um, Maybe you're a dad and you're struggling with dad things. I want to say there's no perfect dad in the room and that's okay. I'm here this morning, not to guilt you into being a better dad or anything like that. That's not what this is about. Um, But rather just to say, it's okay, rest in the fact that there is a good and better dad, that your child and that you yourself have a perfect dad to go to. So I just wanted to say that I think that's important. This is about him as our heavenly father this morning. So seven reasons why he's the best dad. You ready? First reason, reason number one, is because he rewards his kids. Verse six of that passage says, But when you, go, uh, when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. What's that reward? This is all about coming to God in prayer and prayer is all about being with God. The reward is simply his presence with us. What is, any, uh, what is the reward of any father to a child but his presence? It's him being with us. Uh, this dad is the best dad because he gives quality time to his kids. He gives himself to his children. Uh, there's a, you know, a portrayal of, of dads... Um, Maybe you're acutely aware of it. A father who turns up and wants in when it suits him. Maybe it's when the grandkids show up. Maybe it's when the child finally lands a, a good career or has made you know, a, a worthy amount of money or something. Uh, this dad, our heavenly dad, on the other hand, rewards those who seek him out at any time. And this is a dad, right, who has all the time in the world, God and he wants to spend that time with you. So this dad is the best dad because he rewards. That's the first reason. The second reason he's the best dad is because he knows what you need before you ask him. That's verse 8. A father, maybe you've experienced this, a father knows what you need uh, because you pester him. Dad's (laughs) nodding their heads. Uh, The kids pester me, I know what they need. Uh, A dad knows what his kids need because mum tells him what the kids need a dad knows what he what his kids need because he listens he's, he watches he's attentive Here's a dad that goes one step further our heavenly dad is a dad who knows what we need before we even ask imagine having a father who could perceive what we need before we even know it ourselves what a great dad reflecting on my own experience as a son uh, to a father i know my dad did so much for me before i even asked reflecting on this i realized he he drove me to countless games of soccer across the years i was 9 years old i just thought that's what dads did i, I never asked he put me through school turned out to be a good thing i didn't thank him for it at the time <laughs> there was always a meal on the table This heavenly dad is a little bit like that. Uh, But I needed to tell my dad from time to time what I need. I still find myself doing that because my dad's a a human dad who doesn't know what's going on in my mind or in my life all the time and he makes mistakes. This dad, our heavenly dad, is unbeatable. Why? Because he knows what we need before we even ask. You can know 100% of the time that your heavenly Father knows what you need. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that great? Thirdly, the third reason that this dad is the best dad is because he rules, or he's he's above it all. Verse 9 says, Our Father in heaven. My wife and I were discussing this yesterday, and she goes, at this point, I feel like I'm a little bit... Far from God in the prayer. Our Father in, in heaven, hallowed be your name. He seems a little bit far off. I think that's kind of the point that Jesus wanted to make for this reason. God, your heavenly Father, is above it all. He's above the world. Um, sometimes our dads, our earthly dads, need time out. Because they are in the world and the world can wear on them, can't it? Uh, Our dad, however, our heavenly dad, is not stuck in the world. He's above it. And that means like a mechanic looking over a car bonnet or into a car bonnet, he can see the problem and he can fix it. Because he's not stuck in it. He's above it. The third reason why our dad is the best dad is because he's above it all. He rules. Fourthly, he does. Our dad's a doer. Our heavenly dad's a doer. He gets things done. My next-door neighbor, I think, is a great example of this. He's got an eight-week-old baby, gorgeous little thing. And um, he said, he told me his attitude uh, to work especially changed the moment he found out his wife was pregnant. He said to his boss one day, you won't be able to pay me enough to work the long hours I've been working uh, because there's so much to do around the home to get this place ready and I experienced countless knocks on the door to help him put double glazing windows in, to keep the house warm, to put up a new heater in the house. We did that yesterday. Uh, his whole attitude changed. He, he was a, a doer, dad. Central to Christian belief is that we have a heavenly father who is not just above it all, but he is in it all as well. He is active in our world. He's in heaven. Yes, he's above. But that doesn't mean he's absent-minded or uninvolved. Rather, his will is being done on earth. Fifthly, he gives. Verse 11 says, give us this day our daily bread. This is a dad who doesn't just think about the big picture. He thinks about The little picture I loved in that video, uh, how many times it was dad making breakfast that mattered, dad fixing the iPad, dad Dad telling toilet jokes around the dinner table. It's those little things in life that are most memorable and most meaningful and, and that make us feel important. Dad remembered. He got up early and he made me breakfast. This verse is reminding us, give us today our daily bread, that behind every good dad is a good and better dad who's responsible and who provides for our every need for our good and for our enjoyment. Isn't that amazing? God cares about the detail. And this also means no prayer is too small. You can go to your dad and ask him for your breakfast. He wants us to go to him with everything and anything and that's why he's the best dad. Sixthly. Is that a word? Sixthly. Number 6, the reason, the sixth reason dad, our heavenly dad is the best dad is that he forgives. He forgives. Verse 12 says, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Madrid, I'm told, is full of boys named Paco. And there is a Madrid joke about a father who came to Madrid and inserted an advertisement in the personal columns of El Liberal which said, Paco, meet me at at Hotel Montana, noon Tuesday, all is forgiven. Papa. And how a squadron of Guardia Seville had to be called out to disperse the 800 young men who answered the advertisement. The joke works not just because the name Paco is ubiquitous in Madrid, but because forgiveness is needed by all. Uh, you might know the feeling of letting your dad down. I know I do. To disrespect your dad, to dishonor your dad, is about as shameful and as painful as it gets. But unlike not knowing how our, heaven, how our earthly fathers will forgive us, Jesus wants his brothers and sisters to know that our Heavenly Father will forgive us 100% of the time because Jesus has paid the price. There is, in fact, joy going to our Heavenly Father asking for forgiveness because we know he forgives. What a great dad. He's the best dad because he forgives. Number seven, he leads and delivers. It goes without saying, uh, verse 13, it says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It goes without saying that a good dad sets a good example. Uh, And notice here we have a father who leads us in the right way. But not only that, when we fall or when we get into trouble, it says he delivers us. And notice he doesn't just deliver us from a scratched knee or a bad night out. This father delivers us from evil. This father delivers us from our biggest problem. An earthly father might be able to help us and get us out of some financial trouble. He might be able to get us out of some relational difficulties. He might be able to help build IKEA furniture around the house. But this dad, our heavenly dad is able to deal with our biggest problem our biggest issue evil so god our heavenly father ends the quest for the best for finding the best dad because he is the best all those good traits that we see and celebrate today at father's day in our dads are merely reflections of our good perfect heavenly dad. And so for many of us this morning, we need to just hear that. We need to know that Father's Day perhaps is really about our best dad, our heavenly dad, a father who rewards us with his presence, a father who knows our needs before we ask, a father who is above it all and able to help, a father who gives us everything we need, a father who forgives us When we fail him, a father who sets the best example for life and delivers us from evil. Who could ask for a better dad? Perhaps you this morning, uh, perhaps you're in a strained relationship. This morning, take a moment to reflect on your heavenly father and the forgiveness and the love that he has for you. I was thinking about this earlier this week. And realized that Jesus didn't just have a heavenly father. He had an earthly dad as well, Joseph. And I imagine that Joseph actually um, got some things wrong in raising Jesus. He probably made some mistakes. But I imagine that Jesus didn't compare Joseph with his heavenly father. It's unfair to compare an earthly dad with a heavenly dad, isn't it? Rather, Jesus, knowing that he had a better better dad in heaven, he was able uh, to forgive and enjoy his earthly father more. Because his earthly father wasn't the end of his fatherhood experience. Joseph was a mere reflection, when he was good, of his good and better, best dad in heaven. So this morning... We need to know that we have a best dad in our Heavenly Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have adopted us through your son, Jesus, that you have made us your children and that we could experience you our best dad, Uh, May we know you as that today. Amen.